0: The start of the Six Nations has been for Wales women, but it's the toughest game this weekend. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll also catch up with Wales 7s and their return to the World Series, but of course we'll start with Wales women. Up against England this weekend after making it 2 from 2 with a thrilling victory over Scotland to back up the win over Ireland. A record standalone crowd at Cardiff Arms Park for the women's game in Wales to add to the feel-good feeling. Coach joan Cunningham has rewarded the bench for their second-half comebacks by promoting a few to the starting line. So, is he looking forward to
1: facing the number one-ranked team in the world? I yeah, can't wait. I want to see where we're at. I want to compete against the best in the world. So, just really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great occasion. Massive crowd. Um, awesome for the girls. Obviously, you want to... Start better. That's one big area to focus on. So build on some of those discipline um, points that we conceded. But yeah, focus on the performance, but excited like to express ourselves on, on Saturday.
2: Your bench has made a huge impact uh, in those uh, opening two games. Is that reflected in your team selection this week?
1: A little bit, as well as an opportunity to freshen up the group, playing three test matches back to back. is a big test on on the squad and and also the bodies are you know a bit sore. So just freshen up the group a little bit and also rewarding performances, uh, which is really important. What
2: does the uh, the new halfback partnership offer you?
1: Both beyond, you know, and Robin are quality players. They've done well when they've taken their opportunities coming off the bench. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing how they respond with a starting shirt, which is going to be great. Uh, they thoroughly deserve that opportunity and we're looking forward to seeing how they go.
2: Sean Ed Harris, player of the match last week, a try as well. And uh, she gets her start at number eight. Uh, how impressed have you been with her since she's been back in the setup?
1: Yeah, she's been quality, uh, worked hard, kept her head down, taking her opportunities when she's had them. So, similar to the halfbacks, she gets an opportunity to start this week, and we're excited to see how she goes um, alongside. Uh, she won as well. I thought that both of them were really good on the field in the last 10, 15 minutes against Scotland. Uh, so we're excited to see how they go from the start.
2: Cecilia Tupolotu gets her first international start. Hugely exciting for the teenager. I'm sure it could be maybe a little bit overwhelming for somebody so young, but uh, some familiar factors there at Gwen Crabb and the location as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. We play across the Hartbury, so they know the place well. They know some of the English players as well. So getting her settled into a test match environment early would be key. She's really looking forward to it. She's been super excited this week. And we're looking forward to seeing it go. Well, we just wanted to be yourself and play and, and enjoy the occasion.
2: Yeah, I hear there's over twelve thousand tickets sold so far. The atmosphere is going to be loud. Is that uh, maybe behind the thinking of bringing a DJ into training this week? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah, that was one thought of it. to Make it nice and loud, and make sure that we communicate accurately, not only verbally but obviously visually as well. And uh, it's going to be loud on on Saturday, but also an opportunity to girls to. Relax a bit more, get some good vibes in after two tough weeks, and not to think of the test match too early in the week. Really,
3: would you urge a bit of context in terms of where both teams are in their setups?
1: Don't do have to think too hard about where England currently are. Clearly, number one in the world. You know, we look at their autumn performances, beating the Black Ferns by forty points, first two Six Nations games, scoring a lot of points and so not conceding many. So they're, they're clearly in a good place. We are definitely moving forward. We've come on a lot since the autumn, not only collectively, but also squad-wise made some inclusions into our group, added some depth in certain positions. So we're definitely definitely in a better place. I think for us, we are just really looking forward to the contest on Saturday, breaking the game up into small chunks, really, and looking to win, win most of the minutes on the field. And that's what we're excited about. And we haven't mentioned the TC word. I mean, you are playing for the Triple Crown. Yes, uh, that's nice. Only
4: been, uh, done, only been done once, so there's something to aim at. We shouldn't be shy, we should mention it.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, it's one game away, isn't it? So it's just 180 minutes and uh, could be successful with that trophy, really. It's yeah. not something we've spoken about yet, but yeah, you know, it's been the back of our, our coach's mind a little bit, but with the players, we just want them to focus on the job in hand and, and stick to the process, really. And finally, in your professional
4: coaching career, have you ever come up against bigger odds?
1: Yeah, good question. Well, it's up there. It's up there. Played, i um, think, in back, uh, Toulon. Played Toulon with the Scarlet in Europe, and we didn't have much of a chance. They were massive. Biggest pack I've ever seen. Mm. And we managed to turn them over. So, uh, yeah, super excited about this Saturday. Hopefully we do, do the same yeah. job.
0: Well, if they do, then it'll depend on the Wales pack and the likes of Captain Shue and Lily Crab. Is this the game she's been looking forward to most?
5: They're all big ones, you know, especially with maybe the tough time that we've had in the past. And, you know, every game, I felt like Ireland, I was probably most nervous of being a long time for that first fixture. Scotland was massive last weekend and... Yeah, it doesn't even get much bigger than potentially a sellout stadium against England, uh, the best team in the world. So it was going to be a huge occasion. And, you know, even though we've lost substantially to them the last few years, we're in a different spot now. And even though that has been the case, you always look forward to facing the Red Roses. You know, it's naturally that England-Wales rivalry and we all relish that and we can't wait for the occasion.
2: Are you happy with your positional switch? Do you think we'll still get the best out of you from Flanker?
5: Yeah, I'm happy, you know, Sean Ed's been doing really well off the bench and there's a two really positive impacts. I'm happy we know whatever's best for the team. I'm excited for the opportunity to play six, to play with Sean Ed, to play with the rest of the girls. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the occasion and hopefully I can play well there as well.
2: Yeah, the bench, they've not really just been knocking at the door for starting places. They've uh, they've pretty much bulldozed it over, haven't they, with the uh, tries from uh, Donna Rose, Kelsey Jones, Sean Edda, and Fionn Lewis last week. How, how pleased are you that those girls are getting a start this week?
5: Yeah, you know, it's massive. And, you know, as you mentioned as well, you know, we're going to a World Cup this year. You know, it's back-to-back games. And the most pleasing thing, I think, for me right now is we're really pushing each other as individuals and selection can go either way. But we know we've got a, a good bench always coming on because of everyone's performing well in training. And on game day, the girls have proved that over the last two weeks. So... You know, that's hugely pleasing. We want the bench to be able to come on and, and have an impact, a positive impact in the game to bring that energy, to bring that freshness. And that's how we'll end up turning over teams and type test fixtures. And you know the bench have absolutely proven that the last two weeks. So I'm sure our bench this week will, will do exactly the same again. You know, they'll be itching to come on and face England and bring high energy and, and work hard. So that's probably a different spot that we've been before as well. So another strength that we have to our squad is we know we're going to have positive impacts off our bench, which is brilliant.
2: You play against these girls in England week in, week out. When you look at the England team sheet, which is the player there that, uh, that strikes the most fear in you, the player you don't want to be coming up against?
5: They're all good players, aren't they? And, you know, I think I think they've respected us this weekend with with the squad that they've put out. I think Simon Middleton has, has quoted maybe in the media that they've gone strong this weekend, which is credit to our squad and our performances the first two weeks. If we hadn't had those performances, would it be a different squad we're facing? So, you know, that's really a positive reflection of what we've achieved the first games of the campaign. But... There's loads of good players in there. You know, we, we know about Poppy. Poppy Clear was moved into the second row, who's a, who's a great player. Sarah Byrne, play with her at Bristol. Prop should be able to do some things that she does. We've seen her try last week against Italy. That fend and beating wingers for, for pace. You know, that's, we don't want to face people like that in the wide channels, but... And then they've got Abi Dower at fullback as well, who is just so elusive and a great attack in threat. So, you know, they've got strength everywhere. But, you know, I, I believe that this squad has got the capabilities as well. But We've got threats all
3: over the park as well. With Wales, it shows what you can do when you put some investment in. Really elevate performance to make those gains.
5: Yeah, we know high performance doesn't happen overnight, but... We've been three months professional, you know, less than three months before that first game. And we've seen the difference. You know, that was a huge difference in in 12 months. I I think we took strides forward with this management group, this coaching group in autumns with two big wins there, confidence from that. And then we've built But professionalism and, and investment. And that's not just, you know, us as being pro players. That has changed my life. And like I know, it's changed other players' lives completely but it's investment in everything else. And that's facilities where you train in. You know, our, our management team now is super with our coaching staff and the other staff that's being brought in. You know, we've got nutritionists, got great S&C. You know, all of that makes a high-performance environment. And without that, it's not high-performance, essentially. So, you know, as players, we're really feeling, you know, the investment in us as individuals with the professional contracts. But the other resources now that we have is like never I've I've experienced before in in a Welsh environment. So the best bit about it is, as a squad, and I know each individual are are super grateful, so we're relishing every opportunity and making the most of every opportunity that we're given.
0: If you look at the league, you've obviously got teams with lots and lots of Welsh players doing well in the league. You get lots of Welsh players getting player of the match awards. Clearly, there's some superstars in the England team, but that level of dominance they've got It seems closer at league level than it does at international level. Just wondering what it is that makes their international team quite the side they are.
5: It's the product over years of investment now, 20 games undefeated, but then in 2017 lose in in a World Cup final. They're now seeing the benefits of their investment post-World Cup in, in 2017 over the last two years. So, yeah, they're great individuals. You know, they've got a great league. We all play in it in the Alliance 15s because it, it's so good. And, but the bonus is now we've all been playing with them week in, week out and relishing that competition for the last few years. So, they've got confidence now and they're, they're playing with confidence. They're able to express themselves. They're on a high and they haven't lost for so long. So, Being able to play with freedom sometimes helps you as well. So um, when you're on a losing streak, potentially, it's more and more pressure, even though they they feel the pressure in a different kind of way, but they've got confidence in their game and their individuals.
0: But Wales can have confidence too, especially the likes of scrum half Fionn Lewis, who scored the try of the round in their game against Scotland and has been rewarded with a starting spot this weekend.
6: Amazing to start. Yeah, trying to work hard for a long, long time now, but... Um, regardless of the number on my back, whether that's nine or 21, I just want to be in the be- best position I can to perform for my country, so like I say regardless of the number.
2: What's it been like watching from the bench, given the, the slow starts that Wales have had? Has it been nerve-wracking?
6: Yeah, of course. It's nerve-wracking regardless of how the game is going, because you you're you not sure at what point of the game you're going to go on. I'm so immersed in the way the game is going, and obviously we started uh, the last two games haven't been exactly the way we wanted, but credit to the girls and the hard work they put in. I mean, coming away with two bonus point wins is awesome. It's given us a great start for the Six Nations. So, yeah, as long as, you know, I can come on and have a positive impact and do my job well, I will be happy with that.
2: How did it feel to score that winning try against Scotland? I think your celebration said it all.
6: Yeah, amazing. But I feel quite guilty that I'm getting all the credit for it. You know, like Alicia Butch did all the hard work then. You know, I didn't have to, they just had to run and finish it off for her. So yeah, Charles I came up to me at the end saying, your legs are going. And then I was like, "Gosh, yeah, this is your job. I don't, I don't want to run this far. But yeah, like, you know, Scorpio Country is an honour. Yeah, so just got to be able to finish off that great work that Alicia did.
2: It's been nice to see it back to score. It's been pretty much a forward show so far, hasn't it? With all the tries <laughs> they've been getting.
6: Yeah, always guarantee our, our pack work hard and, you know, they're a great unit, you always guarantee someone like Harris to get over get over the line, but um, yeah, it's great to see someone, you know, like our back row, getting the ball in hand and seeing how dynamic they can be in, in, a, in a space like that, so yeah, it's nice to get over the wash.
2: Yeah, when you guys are driving, that ball ain't coming back to the scrum half, is it?
6: Absolutely not! I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to buy my chances of that one. I love Sue and I Tell me this is not coming out. Team first is if as long as whoever is scoring, that's five of me. As long as we give
3: us five points. So I watched your section in the behind the scenes documentary, the first episode. You know when you're in the sport hall, and I gotta say, very very emotional watching it. So, you know, seeing you tear up. And then I saw you posted yesterday, you know, it's important you kind of um, get comfortable showing your emotion. Can you just talk to me about that moment and just how you felt, you know, reflecting on that kind of 12 months that's gone by? Um,
6: yeah, Look, I can't deny and I want to be open and transparent that it really has been a difficult journey. You know, I've been in and out of programmes of 16, 17, I'm 25 now. Yeah, last year was really, really difficult. Um, I was in a position where... I wasn't sure whether I was going to continue playing anymore. And rugby is something I have never known my life without. I've played since I was six. And I kind of planned my life around this badge, whether that be my educational career choices, I've always chosen my life around where could I be that's going to put me in the best position to play for my country, play for my country well. So last year, when I was in a position where I was without that, I really questioned. Where do I take this next journey of my life? Because I kind of felt that rugby and playing for Wales kind of pictured my identity in that sense. So it was really, really difficult. I was very lucky with, you know, rugby league and my experiences there that, that kind of picked me back up and rebuilt my confidence. And obviously, with new coaches, confidence need to bring me back in and being in a position now to be called as my job is it's a whirlwind. It's been so overwhelming. But I think how I reflect on it is from the game on the weekend, like seeing my ex pupils now in the crowd, you know, like calling my name, they still call me Miss Lewis, they don't call me Theon, still Miss Lewis and saying that, you know, they want to grow up and play like me and play rugby and they want to have pictures in school and things like that, like if that's what's rewarding for me is knowing that I've got young girls wanting to play and so passionate about it, it makes the, this journey worthwhile that... I can look back and have little girls aspiring to keep picking up that ball. And for me, it makes that hard time really worth it.
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So let's hear from one of those forwards, second row, Gwen Crabb.
7: A lot of the girls have used the term being on cloud nine, um, and I think that's pretty accurate. Especially after the weekend, I think for me, like, I was just very overwhelmed by firstly getting two bonus point wins, but also the home fans and having so many people there to support. The amount of people I spoke to after the games had pictures with and autographs and stuff like that, it was overwhelming, but in the best way possible. And it was pretty motivational and inspiring to see so many young girls there and know that we're having a positive impact on women's game that way.
4: How was your sort of life changed last month or so? The retainer contract, what has that enabled you to do that you couldn't do before?
7: I think for me, again, having more time, one, to recover, and two, to prioritise things and focus on what I need to improve on and, and the smaller details. Everything isn't so rushed anymore. Uh, usually I would be sort of like rushing from one place to the next and then when I would get to training, I would feel flustered and, and never sort of in the right mindset or headspace to train um, and get the most out of it. Whereas now I've got time, I've got time in between training, time to recover, and then I can get the most out of every single uh, training session that I go to.
4: Playing at Gloucester, how much are you looking forward to that?
7: Uh, Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think playing at Kings Home is a great ground. They've got great supporters there. And it'll be nice for us to have an away fixture that will almost feel a little bit like a home fixture. I really hope that we get a good number of Welsh fans coming across the bridge as well. Uh, with the journey not being too far, hopefully get a good number of fans and it'll be nice to sort of have a balance. It's going to be a really big crowd, so it'll be good to get
4: some Welsh noise there as well. Sum up how different the challenge England at home is going to be.
7: Obviously, the last two weeks have been brilliant and they've been two separate challenges in their own right. But we know that this week is going to be another level up. England are the best team in the world, and they've got a lot of strength and depth. We know it's going to be a big challenge, but I think that just sort of riles us up even more. Wales-England is always the is the best fixture of the Six Nations, and it doesn't take much to get up for it. So I think we're really looking forward to embracing the challenge and, and showing that we can compete against the best.
0: There are a lot of you holding your own more than holding your own in the, in the league up against all the England players. How much of a difference... Does that make to maybe confidence going into this game when you've had a look at their results, but you know them a bit better than that?
7: Yeah, um, playing against and alongside a lot of the English girls, it it sort of fills us with confidence a little bit because like you said, we're competing and actually shining in that league. We sort of know the processes that these players go through. And I think whereas in previous years, we've sort of held them on a pedestal a little bit and, and seen them as better players than us, now we see them as just players the same level of the game as us and we're not almost not going to hold so much respect for them I guess because we're in the same position.
0: And there's obviously a limited number of full-time professional contracts on retainer contracts trying to knit everybody together during the Six Nations. Has there been any focus on that? Has has either group sort of done anything in, in particular to make that work, to make the unity of the squad work better?
7: I think the unity of the squad has naturally just been pretty good to be honest. I think as a group we're pretty close knit and having the extra time to spend with each other off the field has helped us bond more and gel together better on the field as well so there hasn't really been sort of
0: like separation or anything like that within the team. While the forwards have been getting more than their fair share of tries getting the backs on the scoreboard more often is the job of backs coach Richard Whiffin. He's pleased with progress.
8: Focusing on performance really and improving from the autumn and Big thing that we would spoken around was, you know, in the autumn we actually got really good fast starts in our games and, and struggled in the second half. So, you know, that's been a big focus for us, and we've obviously seen in both games we've come back well. So, hopefully, if we can, we can try and get the, the fast starts we had in autumn and the, the strong finishes that we've had in the first two games. You know, we'll put the uh, 80 minute performance together that we're after. Looking ahead to this week, obviously against England, and we know it's going to be a tough challenge, but it's about us trying to. Execute our game plan and our processes as well as we can, and be it frustrate England and, and give them something to worry about that they probably haven't had in uh, in the last few matches.
4: What would realistic
8: expectations be this weekend? Yeah, you know, realistically, we want to see an eighty-minute performance, and um, we think we've had bit parts in the first couple of games. We want to trouble England with the ball. They've been comfortable defensively. So, yeah, you know, we've, we've got a few uh, little options that we think we can we can hurt them with. So from an attacking point of view, we want to trouble in the ball and, and get into their their 22 and and maintain pressure that way. Obviously, defensively, to work harder in and around our defensive fold and, and the ability to, to get off the line to put them under pressure. So without putting a, a big win-lose or draw on it, we're focused on the, the small aspects of the game and, and the little bits of our performance that we want to keep improving from the previous two games. What's the role of Yohan Cunningham being on this squad? He's been fantastic. You know, he's um, enjoyed working with him at Scarlet previously. You know, he's a fun guy to be around. He's great uh, being in the management group with him again, but he's allowed the girls, I think, to grow some belief. Obviously, they've been through a tough time and and just giving them an uh, element of professionalism firstly in the autumn and obviously now with the, with the contracts, you know, we're, we're in a professional environment where we're pushing each other, it's a pleasing thing from the girls, is that Johan as a head coach and, and us as a management group give the girls belief and, and confidence to go out there and ultimately and, and really put the best form of themselves on the field.
0: Without asking you to directly compare Wales with England, Richard, when you look at what they did to New Zealand in the autumn, have done in the opening game, Scotland Italy here, how big a gulf do you think there is between England and the rest of the world generally?
8: It's hard to quantify how much, but obviously I think you can see the difference that their length of professional setup has taken care of, you know, being pro for a number of years and their ability and their contact time as coaches through that period has seen firstly a growth in their athletic ability, your big athletes, you know, powerful players, but also that it's grown their depth. You can see in the first couple of games, they've almost managed to play two different teams without really having change of performance. You know, they've slotted girls in and it's been pretty seamless. So they've got a strong group that they can call on. And I think the golf probably is in with the other nations. It's about us and and those other teams growing more depth, increasing the athletic ability of of your squad to, to compete with them.
0: And in the time you've had to work with the players now, I imagine just the skill set of the back line, the, the chance to finish off the opportunities being created has been important. How much time have you spent in those areas and, and how much do you think has progressed?
8: We went in with two facets. We wanted to improve, becoming a professional. The firstly was skill set. Secondly was our fitness. And, and obviously both have, have massively improved. So from a passing point of view, skill set wise, you know, we intentionally done similar drills through the autumn into Six Nations just to see the difference and the number of touches that our, that our back three players are getting uh, in comparison to autumn and previous Six Nations is, is almost doubled. so firstly I want to move the ball to the wide channel but secondly and, and most importantly our ability to and uh, our ability to, to catch the ball out in front move the ball across our body and, and get the ball to width all of our players, to be fair, have, have improved drastically and, and, and the numbers are there in, in our back three touches off the back of it.
0: We're going to be speaking to Hannah Jones. She's one of the players who had experienced a professional environment pre-Olympics before. Give us an assessment of her contribution, not just on the pitch, but maybe off it and helping others come to terms with that experience.
8: She's a fantastic professional. She has taken the, the ball with the horns and really taken her game to another level, uh, which I think everyone's seen in, in the first two games. So comes back to application so she's someone that, that really prides herself in her preparation and her ability to, to set up her week we call them performance weeks her ability to understand what she wants to get through during the week to get herself in the best possible position for the game it's no wonder that she's improved in, in all facets of their game.
0: So let's hear from Hannah Jones how she enjoyed her six nations so far.
9: Yes yeah, you know you're one of the coaches and brought in some new plays for us and obviously a school professional we've got had time to go through these plays and, and practice them a lot and getting the two wins for us is you know it, we could have asked for a better outcome
4: Scoring a try against Ireland first of all I mean how did that feel?
9: Yeah it was brilliant it was a great team try you know scrum first and then our scrum half you, you know she picked off the 10 and then Robin Wilkins took to the line and I suppose I had the, the easy job of trying to finish her off
4: More than 5,000 at Cardiff Arms Park the last couple of years have been tough, last year. Did you ever think that you'd be playing in that sort of atmosphere and have that sort of result at the end of it?
9: No, never. Like We're really thankful for the support that we've had. And then, obviously, there was a, a tournament in the Principality with all the little girls going to play over there. that's a great thing for us, that they get to go play themselves and then come over and watch our game. So it was a great atmosphere and it's much better playing in front of a crowd like that than empty seats, for sure.
4: Has anything been different off the field last couple of weeks? Are you starting to get recognised a bit more now with the games being on TV and playing and things like that?
9: Yeah, definitely. It takes a little bit longer in, uh, in the test Isles these days, but um, it's nice to have the, the support of the current team, but it's quite nice, yeah.
4: What do people say to you?
9: The first week, nice try, good win. I actually went to the pool in Armorford and Shane Williams was there, which was Pretty nice to speak to him because he watched our game and he, you know, he said, well done on the win. So it's quite nice that the men are watching as well and we're getting recognised for it.
4: Last couple of weeks, fair to say, they've been quite slow starts and you've clawed your way back. You can't afford that this weekend, can you?
9: <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, We're playing world number one and if we start slow, they're going to punish us. So we've got to start fast and go in with a, an open mind of trying our best and, and going for it. We've got nothing to lose. So I'm looking forward to the challenge
4: ahead. You obviously know them, uh, Hannah. You play in England, you've been playing in the league. How good are they, and what are you looking forward to this weekend?
9: Yes, it's it's good. It's a good challenge to play with them and against them week in, week out. So, just looking forward to see what we've put into the training now, see if we can form against the best. And, you know, the pressure of having 11,000 and the world's best in front of you, if you want to be the best, you know, you've got to play the best.
4: And in Gloucester as well, you mentioned 11,000 there, somewhere where you know quite well. Are you looking forward to getting out of the King's home?
9: Yeah, I love it at the sheds. I've played there a few times now, and there's always a brilliant crowd and a brilliant facilities as well. So really looking forward to that. The noise and and the comms, like we've got hand signals and stuff now. If if we can't hear each other, there's a backline, so it's going to be a very loud game. So hopefully there'll be a lot of Welsh fans travelling for us, and we can um, hear the Welsh fans.
0: When you joined up with the Olympic squad, all the England players have been professional for that much longer. What were your first impressions when you got there, and Europe? You'd have played against them, but what was it like training with them and looking at the standards that they'd been allowed to reach?
9: Yeah, it was good. It was good to play with them and play against them. But when I went in, I thought I'd be a lot behind... And, you know, I wouldn't be fit enough or fast enough, but I I slid in pretty well with them and competed alongside them. So it was good because you're pushing each other. And I think they were pretty shocked for me and myself and Jazz actually coming in and actually be able to, to cope with the standard training they, they trained at and, you know, even push them. So, yeah, I think it worked both ways, which is pretty nice.
0: And we're also seeing in the English league system, a lot of the Welsh players coming in playing for clubs that are doing well at the top, making an impression, player of the match performances. Has that given you a slightly different perspective on all the English players that you are rubbing shoulders with them about level week in, week out?
9: Yeah, like I said, it's great to have them on, this, on our team and great to play against them. But yeah, it'll definitely give a confidence boost to the players going in, into this weekend now, knowing that we do play week in, week out in the Alliance Prem, so why not? Can we push them on the weekend?
0: Well, it's interesting to see the extra coverage of the standalone Women's Six Nations that is other rugby going on. Part of that is the World Series 7s for Wales men. Back on the circuit after two rounds in Spain in January, and now in Singapore, heading to Canada next weekend. Graham Gillespie caught up with globe-trotting Dragons prospect Ewan Rosser.
10: Yes, how's it going out there?
11: Uh, yeah, really good, to guys. We got here yesterday morning, so we had our first rugby session today. Um, just getting used to the heat and whatever, which how's that was going? A bit of, <laughs> a, bit yeah. of
10: a struggle, but, um,
11: yeah, we got a couple of days now, so hopefully, yeah. we'll get used to it before we
10: yeah. Again. I was talking to uh Richie before you went out, and he said, As Welshman, uh, you're not really used to that heat and humidity, you know. I think when we got to the veil vale, before we left, it
11: was like one degrees, and now it's like 30 plus every day, so
10: yeah, I've looked ahead, it's supposed to be about 35 in the weekend, there, isn't it? So, and the humidity's up in the 80s, so you don't get that down in uh Dragon's area, do you? no way no if you can start with your background you know how old were you were when you started playing where and all that sort of thing i started playing for
11: ponnypool united when i was about 11 12. Ponypool schools do a shield youth for Halloween, and then yeah. dragons under 16s 18s
10: i sort of know your brother a bit because he came through the 20s as well and i know yeah. at the time he said one of his biggest critics was yourself <laughs> is that still the case <laughs> now we have a little trio, me, my dad and my brother. So I was going to say, because your dad played quite a lot back in the day as well, didn't he?
11: Yeah, well, it, every game he has or every game I have, I'm always waiting to see what they say or what I say. <laughs>
10: so Who's normally the first on the WhatsApp group?
11: Probably my dad. Then I'll get into detail a bit then, my brother.
10: Obviously, you're following in the footsteps of Jared. Are you trying to outdo his sort of whatever he's achieved um, as a spur or is it just uh, a family thing?
11: Well, trying to outdo him, yeah. Obviously, it's nice if I ever need advice or um, wherever I go to him. But obviously, yeah, I want to outdo him and be better.
10: <laughs> well, uh, if you play the next with, with Singapore Vancouver, you'll be up to four tournaments, then won't you? Yeah, he played six, so you're only two behind, then, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, the sevens. So, what are you personally trying to get out of the sevens? You know, looking ahead for your career, are you, how are you viewing it? Well, obviously. I
11: would like to get a regional contract in 15s. I think it's a bit harsh saying as a stepping stone because when I'm here, obviously, I still want to win and do my best for the sevens. I don't feel like I'm using it. I'm just taking the opportunity, really.
10: How do you think playing sevens is actually helping your game?
11: It's just you're so exposed, obviously, covering so much area of the pitch with only seven on your team, especially these days, defending as a winger, if you make a mistake, it more than likely le- leads to a try, which is similar to sevens. You've just got so many touches of the ball and have to make so many tackles and decisions. And it's just giving you a lot of experience, really, to take into 15s and wherever.
10: How do you look back, on a personal point of view, on the, the two legs, Malaga and Seville? Personally, I think it went really well. It was kind of no pressure for me because it was my first
11: tournament. No one really knew what to expect. And then by the end of it, I feel like... If I had a point to make or whatever, people were willing to listen because they mm. knew that I was going to try my best on the pitch, etc.
10: Wales hadn't competed for over two years, so like you say, you don't know really what to expect. Yeah,
11: it was it was a shock. Some of the
10: boys did GB
11: doing the circuit, so they were giving some advice and saying what to expect and whatever. But you can expect all you want, but when you get onto the pitch, then you realise that it's like it's a lot harder than what you even expect because we've had a longer lead up now. I think we have a more structured game plan. We have more detail on it now. Like So I think everyone is on the same page and everyone knows what they, we're going to be doing. So our prep has just been so much better.
10: New Zealand are in the same position that you were in Spain. They haven't been on the circuit for over two years. So they'll be looking to make a statement, won't they? Yeah.
11: They had games against Fiji and Australia. So that's not a bad opposition to get you ready for a uh,
10: tournament,
11: yeah. We know what to expect from Scotland and the other teams because we've analysed everyone. And like I said, we got more detail on our game plans and all, so we know how we want to play against these teams. So, yeah, I think we're all confident.
0: So it's all order for both Wales teams in action this weekend, but good luck to both of them. We'll report back in next week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast, of course. But until then, goodbye.